Welcome to another episode of Love, Life, and Legacy. This is Andrew Love. Today we're going to be talking about pornography. And this is a topic that you probably know something about. But we always try to go where your brain hasn't gone to inform you and your journey. So that you can make the best possible decisions to have a life according to your own standards and that you stop settling for any false substitutes. So let's get into it. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Andrew Love and I'm with Sammy Uyama. Today we're going to talk about porn. Are you guys ready? Are you ready, Sammy, to talk about porn? Porn. Oh, hold on. Let me. Don't just go out and say it. You got to let me warm up to it. You got to warn. You got to warn that's people right. when you're going to talk about stuff like that. One time I was on an airplane and somebody was like, "She's asking, so what do you? What is it that you do?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, sex." She's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Yeah, I, I do that for a living." I, and she said, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, I talk about porn and stuff." And she said, "What?" And I, anyway, I'm not always great at describing what I do. <laughs> It always catches people when you say the word porn. So we caught your attention. And the reason we're talking about this issue is because it matters. It's something that's happening. And most people haven't really given it a lot of thought. But specifically today, we are going to talk about what it's like to live a life after porn. After, after you have graduated from porn. Let's just say it that way. What does it look like? What is what does the air smell like? What are what are the what are the leaves look like on the ground? Is anything any different? And you're talking to two people who have really quit and left it in the dust. And so we're going to get into it today. Yeah, we we want to talk from personal experience from and also I guess also the reason why we talk about porn to begin with is you know this is a show about sex and and you can't talk about sex without discussing the topic of pornography. It's so prevalent and touches everybody, if not directly, at least indirectly. And it's such a huge element to what this show is meant to be about. And uh, there are already a lot of resources talking about how pornography affects people, you know, what, the, what the focus of this topic of pornography would be. And we felt that you know, there's already a lot of material out there and a lot of people so eloquently describe how pornography affects people. And what we wanted to focus on was more the uh, experiential side of you know, what does life look like after pornography and what opens up for what opened up for us, what's opened up to other people and the, and their lives that we've seen. And so in, in order to, to, we need to contrast, right? So we will touch on just from our own personal experiences, how we've seen pornography affect us and how it's, how other people have shared with us how it's affected them. Uh, and we want to contrast that to like how, um, how great life is after that and why it's something mm. that none of us have any interest in ever going back to. Now, actually, it, it, just to know, let you guys know how much we care about getting this information out to you guys. If, so as Andrew and I are on Zoom right now, having, recording this conversation, and he is pacing back and forth his kitchen, holding a microphone in one arm and his one-year-old son in the other, trying to get him to fall asleep. And he is just a real champ, not letting anything get in the way of recording this session for you guys. People don't know what true love looks like. It looks exactly like a man recording a podcast with a sleeping baby in his ever-growing, tired, and more muscular. 
I really want to emphasize the point that this, the what we are discussing, life after porn and all that, is not. This is not Sammy and I bragging at all. We we we're not proud of ourselves in an arrogant way. We're proud of the work that we've invested in. But the reason why we're focusing on life after porn is because we've seen after discussing with so many people that uh, a much greater incentive for humanity. Uh, is not running away from a demon. It's running towards an angel. It's like having a clear vision and that compels you is always stronger ammunition. It's better. It's better ammunition than all the potential disasters that you might be running away from. Right. So, like scare tactics. Oh, porn will do this. And yeah, that's. It's good to know your facts, but at the end of the day, what really helps you graduate to a higher level of existence is knowing what you want in life and so sammy and i are coming from a place where we just decided someday someday different days for both of us many years ago that we want to be a certain type of person that doesn't need porn and so we went into high gear and, and decided to kick it out of our lives so we're coming from that place just so you know yes yes and just so something you can expect from this podcast is that we're we're done and we're over the whole fear motivated model and way of living it's something andrew and i have no interest in and that's what this show is this show is never going to be about that this show is absolutely about what is available you know what's what getting sex right has to offer and what's the exciting things to look forward to and then based on that you know, what is all this other stuff that gets in the way of that? And what is all this yeah. other stuff that you need to get right in order to experience that and experience the good, the goodness and the juicy things that comes with getting sex right? So let's, let's get into that point specifically. I, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, what, what in, when you were on porn, when you were injecting porn into your system, how how was it holding you back? In what way was it holding you back? And then since you graduated, you know, what, what are the benefits? One thing for me is that um, a clear, like porn really affected how I related with people. Um, mm-hmm. And so I get like, a, I think one many people experiences the way I looked at and I uh, treated women. Um, mm-hmm. Pornography really objectifies and kind of trains or wires your brain in that way to... Mm-hmm to see people as body parts. And so, yeah, there's that, but something else I experienced is it made me more selfish you know, in all of my relationships with men and with women. And yeah. the way I related people became all about what can I get from this person? Cause really, cause that's what yeah, porn is so uh, self-centric, right? It's all about me getting what I want and me, uh, you know, it's like I'm the center of everything. Uh, you, you know, as a porn user, like when you're in, you're in your own world and you're the, the king of all of it. And so all of my relationships became like that. It was all, you know, that's kind of how, how I wired my mind was that everything exists to serve me. And sure. if I saw something benefiting me, then I was interested in that. And if I saw, if I didn't see any immediate benefit from relating with someone, I was just not interested in that person at all. And so it was all, everything was a calculation. Everything was like a a negotiation. And it was such a, it it was really a tiring way to relate with people for me personally. And so since uh, 
breaking away from pornography, I've become much more generous in my relationships with people. I've, be I've become much more generous in my relationships with people and, and less concerned about always just what's in it for me, what's in it for me, and more about uh, who do I want to be in my life and as I want to be someone who can contribute and give to other people. And it's such a much more rewarding way of living, thinking about, you know, what's the, what's the, how can I be a giver to others rather than a taker? Yeah, so let's, let's stay on the negatives. I'll go into my negative and then we can go into the positives after. Because, um, you know, it's been a while. It's been over 10 years since I've intentionally sought out porn because of the landscape of the internet. There's pop-ups in that movie. I remember the last time a pop-up came up and I just looked at it with seething judgment. It's like, you suck, you know? I sincerely <laughs> wasn't, it, it didn't affect me that way. But you know, the, about, you know, about a decade ago, when I, when I was wrapping up my relationship with porn, I really, I couldn't see it when I was trapped underneath its thumb, you know, what it was doing to me. But afterwards, I could really see how much it was zapping my soul. It was like this cancerous body that was taking over my confidence, my ability to connect with my, my power, my internal power. It was really, it messed me up in, in such a, clear way because I remember feeling so crappy afterwards and it wouldn't necessarily be right after usually that would just exacerbate my loneliness if I was if I was you know if I watched it and then masturbated and then I'd just feel lonely but then the next day too it just got into me I'd wake up kind of foggy just like drinking you know you wake up with a hangover same with with masturbation I would wake up with this kind of spiritual hangover before I knew what anything of that nature was I just felt crappy and it lingered and it, and it lingered into how I left my apartment, how I spoke with people, whether I looked people in the eyes. And I swear, to God, so since then I, I could see it more clearly. Once I was off, off porn for a while, then I could really see the difference. It's really hard to see, you know, from other people's testimonies, but when you experience it yourself, it becomes crystal clear. The difference, you have to be able to have, both sides of the story in order, order to juxtapose, juxtapose something. But I, you know, anyway, it was really a confidence killer in terms of my ability to love myself uh, because a part of me hated myself for going back to it. It felt like I was in an abusive relationship. I don't know if you've ever had a really crappy friend, Sammy. Don't look at me. One or two. Don't look at me. <laughs> I ever have or if I have currently, I mean, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Just for an example, because uh, I, I had, you know, definitely one in high school that I was kind of a bad kid and I brought in a kid into my world and he became an even worse kid than me. And then he was, he would steal my stuff. We shared a locker and he'd just steal all my stuff. Like, and then use it in front of me. Like I had a boom box and he just like stole it and then used it in front of me. It was the weirdest thing, right? So, but for some reason, I just, I wanted him to like me or I don't know what it was, but I kept him around. And every time I was around him, I felt like garbage. But for some reason, I just couldn't push him away immediately. It took a while. And then eventually his life just spiraled and it was, it was bad news. But same goes for porn. It's, it really feels the same way where people try to push it away and then somehow they end up back with it and they feel like crap after, but they keep on coming back. And it's so similar to a personified version of an abusive relationship you know and I, it's again hard to see how you're being manipulated and abused when you're inside the relationship 
But when you step outside and live for a while with a sober mind, it's, it's, it becomes more clear. Holy crap, how did I endure this? How did I allow myself to live like this for so long? Yeah, well, just to emphasize that point, you know, contrasting how crappy you feel using pornography. One of the things I experienced after porn was what I call, I don't have a proper, like a cool name for it, but the looking yourself in the mirrorness. And just when you are able to just look yourself in the eye, when you look in the mirror and actually like who you are, what mm. a different feeling that is, which I never experienced when I was using pornography. And just, uh, I mean, if, if whether pornography affects that or not, or it's just like, just me knowing that there is something I hated having in my life that I was chained down by and felt controlled by. And when I was in that, when I was in that time of my life, looking myself in the, in the mirror versus afterwards looking myself in the mirror and really being proud of who I was and having the strength and the discipline and the determination to, and the courage, right, to break away from something that I saw was harming me and everything that it took for me to get to that point. And also this uh, being, having uh, the level of integrity that I felt in my life mm. and that I wasn't, have, I wasn't hiding things from anybody and mm. that uh, people, you know, what they saw was what, you know, was the real deal. I didn't, yeah. I wasn't faking anything and I wasn't worried about, you know, people figuring out what a loser I really was. And that is such a, a liberating and ex an amazing, amazing thing. Sammy, I just love the fact that you're so open about how much of a loser you really are now. There's no hiding it anymore. You're, right? It's, uh, yeah, I've, I've given up uh, trying to, I, when, I was, when I was young, I really wanted to be one of the cool kids. And uh -huh. I just got to a point in my life when I realized that it's just not in my, not in my DNA. I am just, uh, yeah, the cool kids do not like all the things I like. You got Urkel DNA, baby, Urkel. Yeah. For anybody in the 90s out there. So, Sammy, would you say that that was the, the biggest kind of bonus to a life after porn? Was that, is that you can look yourself in the mirror and say, I, I love this guy that's looking back at me, or at least I don't hate him? <laughs> is that... Is that the main benefit? Bonus. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, I guess bonus is the right word. It's probably one of the biggest benefits, but unexpected benefits. That was not something I was in, in like really looking for when uh, working on my porn habit. Uh, but it's something that I, when I deal with other people who struggle with porn and how it affects their confidence, how it affects their, their self-image and, and their, their self-worth, uh, it's really it's something I'm grateful for that uh, just, yeah, just be able to look my, and actually look myself in the eye and, and smile and be like, yeah, you're at least a little bit cool. <laughs> you are a little bit cool. Sammy. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And I mean, that's something worth thinking about everybody out there to, to think about how, how, conf how your confidence is being affected by porn and look at yourself. Cause I, I you know, I, I, it's smart to take a scientific approach to life, and especially in the areas that really matter to you. And that means if, if you're still struggling with porn, then really look at yourself immediately after 
watching porn? How do you feel? And then how do you feel the next day? And then the next day and so on and so forth. I'm not, I, I don't recommend watching porn if, if you don't watch porn. That's a dumb experiment. Like a bad experiment is injecting heroin into your body to see if, you, you know, that's a terrible thing. With, I'm not recommending that. Just a huge disclaimer. What I'm recommending though is, uh, is, is observing yourself more clearly. Why do you go to porn and things like this? And, um, that self-awareness is your ticket to paradise. It's your ticket to a better life. Um, so to be able to also see how you feel when you choose not to watch porn, because that's a huge confidence builder that we've seen in people that we've helped is when they, when they start to reclaim their hands and their minds and they start to subjugate themselves, take, take over control of their ship. It's such a confidence builder. It's such a coup for them that they're Mm -hmm. taking back the reins of their psyche. It's so amazing to behold for, for anybody. So please consider it. If you haven't, if you haven't really sub, sub, subscribed, if you haven't clicked the subscribe button to your own porn free life, I really, I really encourage you to do so. And while you're, while you're in subscribing mode, go ahead and uh, hit subscribe, smash that subscribe button to this podcast. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> um, another point I want to touch on is life after porn is, um, it, like life is fresh and you have mm. a new sense of aliveness that you don't have when, when you're inundated with pornography. Porn makes you so jaded about mm. life as a whole. I mean, especially mm. in the area of sexuality, mm. it's for me, whenever I would, oh yeah, I talked about this in the masturbation episode. Yeah. Whenever I would masturbate, I look, you know, so it was always preceded by, or by pornography. Whenever I would look at porn and masturbate, when I was done, there's always this feeling of like, you know, is that it? Is, it, is that really it? And, yeah. and just, you know, kind of resigning myself to the fact, oh, I guess this is what sex is all about. And it really, you know, it doesn't get better than this. And actually having a satisfying and a fulfilling connection and sexual relationship with my wife, how, you know, like, it's like the lid is pulled off and what sex can be like. And mm. it's amazing. And uh, there's something about, yeah, there's some, I don't know, maybe Andrew, you can touch on that more. If you have, there's, there's something about pornography that, and so that's the area of sex, but porn mm-hmm. just makes you jaded and like you feel, you know, you have an idea like what, how everything's going to turn out, what to expect. And maybe it's something yeah. about just clicking and clicking, clicking through things and, and not really cherishing anything and, and, and consuming and consuming and disposing and something about that that really affects your life. Absolutely. So there's a couple points. Yeah. That, that you, one is it takes the nuance out of relationships. Porn is never about, you know, what happens before or after sex. It's just about the physical act of sex. Um, but that's, that's a really crappy way of, of looking at sex because sexuality, if you consider people, actual people and not just objects for your sexual pleasure have a lot of emotions that they're dealing with, they have a lot of complexities to their life that need to be considered prior to sex and then after sex. And if you have trained yourself to negate your obligation to the human being that you're in a relationship with, you are going to hurt that person's feelings, right? But the, the other thing is the magnetic pull that, that 
sex has over humankind. And nobody ex is exempt from that. It's the most powerful force out there. And it, once you're in the tractor beams of sex, you are captivated and all of your senses start get, getting pulled in. And if you don't know how to snap out of that comatose, not comatose, that, that oh, possessed state, when, like, when you see a, a, a man or a woman who's possessed by sex, they're, they've lost control. It's really it's gross to see, to be honest. When you see somebody in public and they're possessed by sex or in a club or something, at, it's really you know, such a powerful thing. But porn really exercises that because there's no, there's no filters. It's just straight to the, the, the dessert, right? And so all of your senses is like, whoa, and it's so hard to contain yourself. But when you start to break away and you can disassociate yourself from emotionless sex you say i don't want any part of that and you choose not to then all of a sudden you become a master of that force that once used to control you that's crazy because that is the most powerful force in the universe imagine presidents can't overcome this it's so powerful like the people who can take over an entire world cannot take over sex martin luther king jr i love that guy so much he couldn't overcome his sexual stuff he had he had issues, right? There's documented problems that he had outside of his marriage to do a sex. Like, and he was the strongest, mentally the strongest guy, but he was captivated by sex. So imagine mm -hmm. that when you start exercising this, and in this era, you absolutely can, because no era in history has been so oversexed. But that is also giving us the opportunity of a lifetime to overcome sex. This era is giving us the opportunity to control the powers that have controlled history up until this point because we have all these emotional tools all these mental tools that humanity never had access to and they're all culminating in a way where we can regain control of our sexuality and that's super exciting and it means that you choose where you invest your sexual energy so let me just end by saying this uh i'm sure if you're a human being and you're old enough to be listening to this, you've found a way online, you've found this, then chances are that you've experienced how powerful the force of sex is. That can be the most powerful and connecting force in the universe. It can also be the most destructive force in the universe. If you know how to use that energy to connect yourself to God, to your ideals, to your hopes and your dreams, you'll be on the path to living the best life imaginable. If you cannot control that, and most people cannot because they've never even tried, they didn't even know it was possible, then you are a walking liability. It's really a dangerous situation. And at any point, you might fall into a trap that's been set by somebody else. And the internet is filled with traps, we know this. Mm -hmm. So I just really wanted to understand, like the, the benefit for me was being able to really control my sexuality and choose when to participate and when not to. All right, thank you, Andrew. So one more point I want to touch on with all of you guys is life after porn in relationships and specifically marriage and how the the different well the difference that breaking away from pornography has made in my relationship with my wife, with Andrew, in his relationship with his wife. And so for each of us, we're in a, a different situation in that, you know, we, we can't really compare marriage before and after is important because we both stopped using pornography before we got married. But I can speculate and I 
one thing I can personally tell is that uh, after getting married, one of the things I was surprised by was how complicated marriage is. So surprise, surprise. It's, it's really a, a complex relationship. And when uh, as simple as things can get when you're by yourself, it's like it's vastly different when there's another person in the equation and you're really committed to being a team together, coming to decisions together and having clear communication. There's a lot of moving pieces in that case. And so already marriage is uh, amazing, right? But it's definitely more complicated than being alone, a, a unit, a lone entity. And so in hindsight, I'm just, that was one of the things I'm most grateful for is having dealt with pornography before getting married because as complicated as marriage can get, I am just like, it just blows my mind how like un- workable it is and like if if you if porn is in the mix then you just don't stand a chance because that that just makes everything that much more difficult and it's it's that much more of a wedge between you and your spouse yeah and that uh and you know looking at the statistics for divorce and the statistics for porn use and i you know there's no uh study that directly relates these two but i mean if we're going to draw a correlation and these are both very high and you know, I empathize for a lot of the marriages out there that, uh, you know, many of the unresolved things that people carry in their lives and pornography being a really big one, that a lot of people just, you know, from the get-go, they just didn't have a chance. And just yeah. pornography really gives you a losing hand when you bring them to marriage. And in hindsight, not having pornography in the mix, it's... You know, the, my, you know, who cares about like what, well, if other people are impressed with me or not, when, when I can look in the mirror and, and be proud of who I am and, and know that I have integrity, that extends to my relationship with my spouse. And we're able to discuss things and to have, you know, to, you know, nothing's off topics. And, you know, I don't have this wedge of, um, that's getting in the way of my relationship with her is one, you know, it's like for those that keep pornography a secret, that's one huge just a huge thing, but even pornography, it just, it let, it gives itself to comparison, right? And to contract to, to, and you know, when you're looking at porn all the time, it's so inevitable to be like, Oh, if my wife was a little bit more like this, you know, like all these other women do this kind of stuff, yeah. why can't she be like that? Oh and God. just have none of that there and just have like a clean slate to make my relationship with my wife. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's unique. It's something we created, and it's unlike any other relationship out there, because yeah. we made it. We made it up ourselves. We're not trying to be like something else or to imitate anything. And I love yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge point. That's a huge one because comparison is the beginning of the end. It's like it is such a cancerous element in a relationship is trying to force the person that you know to be somebody that they can never be. Is you can never win. There's no. There's no winning because they will never be that. They are them. So instead of, it's like when I meet somebody who wants me to fit God into their little brains. I'm like, well, you know, how much are you willing to open your mind? They're like, I'm not. Just make it, make it work, make it fit. Like, no, it doesn't work. Same, same with, you know, trying to change a person so that they fit into your fantasy. Is, even if, even if you're somehow able to manipulate them or coerce them, or even just convince them 
to do something or to fit into your fantasy, in some way they're being less themselves and you're not allowing them to be as radiant and beautiful as they could be. And that goes both ways for men and women. If you try to, the more you try to control somebody, the less them they're able to be and the less you actually love and appreciate them. You, mm. Every time you shrink somebody, you actually love them and appreciate them less. So you're getting the reverse net feeling. When we choose porn over people, then we choose to shrink people to fit our fantasy. But when we choose people over porn, we allow them to be them and we love them for who they are. And that's one huge advantage. And I can really see that because when my wife and I are struggling, and we do, she's from a country where nothing makes sense to me. She's from Mongolia. And I don't get, I was there. I don't get it. A thing over there. It was very confusing. And I'm trying. I try. I try. Uh, but there are definitely moments where I just want to rip out every. I want to rip off my leg and throw it, rip off my face and throw it. Uh, it's so frustrating. And in those moments, I don't run away and shrink into my little happy fantasy place. And I'm so glad because when you crawl into your little hole, it becomes harder and harder to crawl back out. And so when, when I have issues that pop up, I can just deal with them right there instead of running away. And porn really, I, I really feel like it causes you to run back to the cellar and chain yourself back up. Uh, because even though it's painful, at least it's familiar pain, you know? So really choosing freedom is a, is a lifelong decision. And it, this is just one area that we're talking about, but this area definitely impacts every other area. Sexuality impacts every aspect of your life you know so it's really it's such a if you can gain control and subjectivity and mastery over your sexual life then you can absolutely transfer that into every other area of your life absolutely and you know that's the whole point of making an entire podcast about this topic because what Andrew's just saying is that there's so many directions we can go. And so we want to take the time to dive deep and really get into each point. So we're going to be bringing up this topic a lot and, and the topic of sex and how it peripherates into every aspect of our lives. Mm. So, you know, we're just get starting strong, you know, getting uh, one of the biggest table topics out of the way first and even this topic pornography there's a lot for us to talk about this topic and this is yeah. just a this is a starter like a, a sampler for you guys so stay tuned to more and you know we would love to hear what you guys think if there's any questions you have about the topic mm -hmm. pornography and you want to know we are so eager to hear what you guys are interested in hearing about and also getting us to think about what are our ideas and thoughts on various topics to do with pornography so please let us know and mm. so uh before i want to thank you anything else andrew or we can start wrapping up so high noon what we promote is a lifestyle based on centered on honesty accountability grace and integrity and courage because courage facilitates all the aforementioned virtues and so these are not just slogans these are like you know, practice honesty by sharing with people that you care about, about what you're going through and accountability. And we're going to get into all this stuff, but I'm promoting this so that you can feel free to reach out to us. We're always as open and honest as we possibly can be. 
but don't troll us. If you're going to troll us, then, you know, troll somebody else. <laughs> Just we want sincere. If you sincerely have trouble with any of this content, let us know. If you're stuck with a concept, let us know. If you love something we said, let us know. It's all really valuable. So we can't wait to talk to you again. Please reach out to us on our website, highnoon.org. Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram, and we will reach out back to you. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. It is a real joy and pleasure to spend this time with you. As a reminder, you can go to highnoon.org. We have our podcast section where you can find show notes for this episode. And uh, please, if you like what you're hearing, go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. This always helps the most for getting a podcast out and for people to know about it. So if this is an interesting conversation for you, uh, please let us know, help us spread the word, leave a review. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time on the Love, Life, and Legacy podcast.